Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. I'm so excited you're here today. During our time together, we're gonna hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Wild Confidence Podcast. Today, we get to hang with two of the coolest people I know. (laughs) So, John and Aaron have been a couple since 2009, married since 2015. They have the cutest mini Australian shepherd named Buckets, and they go to restaurants way more than they should. You should definitely (laughs) listen to their podcast. It's called The Bear and the Swan. Guys, welcome. I'm so thankful that y'all are here. Yay, we're so excited. I didn't want to talk first. (laughs) I know, I laughed. I laughed during your explanation. I'm I'm glad you said something. Hi, it's it's great to be here. (laughs) I like that you laughed because I always feel like the intro is weird. So I'm like, let like that, it seems like you're not here, but you are here. So you're well, here. And we're also let it be watching known. you do it. Like we're I know. watching you on Zoom. And I hadn't heard it. Us. I hadn't heard it. So I think that I, I laughed. Do we do go to restaurants way more than we should? Did you say that? Or did Ainsley make that up? I th- no, I did not I make mean, that up. She, she didn't. <laughs> She's judging she, us. You thought she was just exposing <laughs> us? Prophetically <laughs> speaking into your restaurant. <laughs> oh, so you said that, John? Yeah, well, I, I have written that. In oh, my life. wow. Wow. Okay. It's from our podcast, The Bear and the Swan. <laughs> Subscribe today. Um. Yes, please do. But now that's who y'all are on paper. But to me, you are two incredible people. Um, John, you and I met at Next Conference where we were both speaking. You were one of the main stage and I was a breakout speaker, um, which was so fun because Justin had a tall friend to hang out with. And we're always thankful. True. I was not for nearly friends. as tall as him, though. It's okay. You feel very short. <laughs> he, he does that. He does that with people. Um, sure. But, but when I, I'm going to tell everybody that John is one of the best communicators I've ever seen, and I have seen a lot of communicators, and that's why you come on podcasts so people can gas you up. Okay, that's how nice. it works. Wow, this feels nice. This feels <laughs> <good. laughs> and Aaron. Here's the deal. Obviously, I knew that I was going to love her as soon as I met her, um, just because, obviously, everything. I had already followed you on Instagram and all that, so I already knew your highlight reel. But we bonded over The Circle. The show, we did bond The over Circle. The circle. And the can circle I tell and you? our fashion choices. True, Golden Goose Shoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor me, Golden Goose, um, when please. When Ainsley recognized my Golden Goose sneakers, I was like, this is my girl. This is a woman after my own heart. <laughs> that is amazing. Don't judge us, people. Don't judge us. Go ahead. I'm proud. I'm so proud of my Golden Goose Shoes. Oh, I'll say this. If people listening know what Golden Goose are, they're not the ones who are going to judge no, you because no. they <laughs> probably have them too, or they just want them. True. You're exactly right. Golden Goose and the circle. And I have to tell you, um, Justin and I, <laughs> oh, this is one of those things that like, I think this is one of those marriage things where you just come up with like random nicknames for people, you know, for each other. We call each other Shuby all the time. <laughs> like, I love that. John and I will do this. We'll be like telling each other. Sorry. Is it an interchangeable <laughs> moniker? Like you yes. call him Shuby. <laughs> he calls me Shuby. 
do this. We'll be like, we'll, we'll tell each other things in the language of the circle. So we'll be like, if you could go to the store and you can get eggs and we need bread and we need milk, send message. We always say send message. <laughs> Heart emoji, send message. Yes. Or we'll explain Start a group we'll message. Like, they are the most genuine person since day one. They have been unbelievably genuine to me. And the nicest and gosh. loyal, most loyal person. So genuine, send message. Oh my gosh. That's so good. That's so good. I'm really sad for people who haven't seen the circle because we started out and we were like, it's going to be so lame. And we loved it. Loved it. Honestly, if you haven't watched the circle, what are you doing? Stop right now and go yes. watch the circle. Come on. Back. Yes. Yes. Come back and then comment on the Instagram tile of this podcast whenever I post about it and tell us all of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Tell us who's your favorite character. If it's not Shuby, you're wrong. Exactly. 1000%. Actually, our other nickname we use interchangeably as well, which also doesn't come from, I don't know where these things come. I mean, I do know where they come from, but it's so dumb. But have you ever had Zaps chips from Louisiana at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a striped bag? There's, yeah, the Cajun, I think the Cajun crawdad, or maybe the original is, is striped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They have those. Where do they have them? Pop belly, Pop belly. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop belly has them. Yeah. Um, for some reason, we, call each other zap no I mean it's because of the chips but it's like our two options are shuby or zap and I don't know these are like very creative couple names (laughs) are they I don't know if we have an interchangeable I just called John babe which makes me want to puke when I say it but I still (laughs) use it every single day no I say babe for Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) for sure but like I'll be like how was your or he'll be like how was your day zappy I don't know. That's weird. Oh gosh. I okay. I like now, it. Now I, like I, I really just exposed Justin and I's relationship and how weird. Now it is, I'm not. Okay. I want you to know I'm not gonna steal either of those because one of my great pet peeves is because I call I call Air either Miss Aaron or Sweet Bear, mm-hmm. and two very strange. Miss Aaron. <laughs> Miss Aaron, she's like your fifth grade teacher. To call, <laughs> to call your wife Miss Aaron is strange. Let's okay, just call a spade a spade here. Regardless, <laughs> the the story is because um, we vlogged for like a long time on our YouTube channel. We did daily yeah. vlogs, and so everyone who watched them, which was like ten total people, would <laughs> find out that I called her Sweet Bear. And yeah. the strangest thing is not only would when I would meet people who watch the vlog, they'd be like, hi, John. And they would call her Sweet Bear, which is like a little weird. Very strange for random people to call you Sweet Bear. Let me yes. just call it. But even weirder, I found out that there were a couple men who watched the vlog that started calling their wives Sweet Bear. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. And I was like, oh. this isn't just, this isn't like a catch-all name for anyone who's <laughs> specific to her. That's weird. I did not know that. It's That's true. very strange. True story. That is so weird. I'm yeah. not. So I'm not was, here for that. That's that w- so funny. It's though. uncomfortable to stand in a room with another man and another man's wife, and to hear that man refer to his wife with the nickname you give your wife. 
I can't, I can't imagine hearing someone else calling each other zappy. So I feel like I can imagine it and I don't love it. So I'm saying I'm not going to do that disservice to you. Oh, that's so funny. So here's the deal. Obviously wanted to have y'all on because duh, but I really love you two and the authenticity that you bring to your respective platforms. And I wanted to have y'all talk a little bit about confidence when it comes to yourselves individually, but also within your relationship. And um, I've said before, you know, I've told me and Justin's story a few times. So I just wanted to hear some other people's perspectives because, you know, no story is alike. So let's start with if y'all could give us a little bit about your story. Tell us, take us on a journey of the Jorgensons, the Jorgensen journey, please. Oh, it's quite the journey. It, it could be a several hour affair. But we will, <laughs> we'll spare you. <laughs> we will keep it short because we're not that interesting. No. Um, go ahead. I disagree. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, okay. Well, I feel like you're way better equipped no, to no, tell no. this go, story. Go, go, go. But um, I guess to start at the beginning, we started dating mm-hmm. when um, we were in high school. I was 16. John had just graduated high school. Class of 09, seniors 09, no mercy. And, what up? Um, I'm, I'm there for that. <laughs> so we basically started dating at the worst time possible because we started dating the summer after John graduated and he was about to move eight hours away to go to school mm. in Pittsburgh. Um, so that summer we started talking, we started hanging out, we started, I guess, technically dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then led to sort of a saga of us being together every time John was home on break from college and then breaking up dramatically every time he went back to college, right? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, so that happened for about two years. And then, so then we were together for a little bit while we were both at school in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then we had a very dramatic breakup, John's senior year of college, my sophomore year of college. We thought we were done forever. And then we got back together. And then what, two years later, we got married. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so the cliff the, notes. Well, that, those, <laughs> I, I, okay, this is good. This is good. This is the yin and the yang. This is how I love we it. work I together. I love it. I love so it. So you, you have given us the timeline and sort of the physical details. May mm-hmm. I fill in some of yes, the you may. some of the emotional and, and spiritual may. development that occurred? A hundred percent. So I think part of it when we first got together, obviously we were very very young. Air was sixteen. I was seventeen on the verge of turning eighteen. And um, I think initially we had all of the feelings of infatuation love mm-hmm. with one another to to a really really deep and meaningful level for yeah, both I of mean, us. more I, than either of us had ever had before with any yes. other person and i i stand by this to this day i say that the first summer we got together i was like i could marry this man but i was also 16 so right. to have those feelings we had the yes and that's part of my point is like yep. we had those feelings of yeah i could be with you forever but we were nowhere near the emotional or spiritual or relational maturity mm-hmm. to back that up. Yep. Um, and that was very evident based off of um, how I had been like 
living my life in many ways, specifically in my relationship with other females previous. Mm -hmm. And that caused a lot of drama. Yeah. It felt like we were, we were trying to carry something that was too big for us. Like we had too small of arms or hands to carry Mm -hmm. this big old thing. And And for me, and this moves us into college, part of the, so the tension firstly was just an immaturity from both of us. Then I think in college, um, the tension really was between our priorities. Yeah. Like you were very much ready to carry, like to learn how to carry this thing as Mm -hmm. your number one priority being Mm -hmm. our relationship. Whereas for me, I was very clear that when I was in school and I was in college, that was my number one priority. And she was second to that. Yep. Um, And I was perhaps too harsh about that sometimes. (laughs) Um, But I was very committed to that. And so during that time, it was kind of like I, I was maybe growing to become more ready to carry that, but I wasn't interested in only carrying that because there were other things I was trying to lift. And then I think towards the end of college and in those like two years since we like got back together the final time when we got married, at least for me personally, that was we've talked about this a lot. Like when we decided like, we're going to get back together, we were sitting in my apartment in Pittsburgh. That's when the, what I always call it as like the switch went off in my head where I was like, okay, this is now the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. This is now my number one priority, our relationship. And now part of my number one priorities become the type of person that she needs and deserves to spend the rest of her life with Mm -hmm. um and I've been perfect ever since absolutely perfect that's amazing it was a journey in many ways yeah quite a journey so whenever you're talking about like being nowhere near the spiritual development that you needed to carry something so big what did that look like for you individually because it seems like it was an individual journey and then you kind mm-hmm. of merged and hence the switch flipping. So what did that look like yeah. for each of you? Yeah, honestly, like it was pretty messy. And I think something that we're very passionate about, or at least I'm very passionate about, I think John feels similarly is not painting our love story as something perfect and without flaw mm-hmm. on the internet. Um, and that's something I see so often, you know, and, and something I get caught up in too, personally. Like I look at people and I'm like, oh my gosh, their love story is perfect. Their relationship is perfect. The way that they parent is perfect. You know, all of these things that you see on Instagram. And that's something that I'm very passionate about is, is not portraying that. And I think some people do, some people look at our Instagram and think, oh my gosh, you guys are perfect. You have the best relationship ever. And I, I fight against that. I don't think that's true. And we've had a lot of ups and downs. We've had a lot of, you know, messy seasons. And I think it's important to talk about because I know when we were in those messy seasons, a big thing for me was this thought in my mind, like it's not supposed to be like this because Mm. of what I'm seeing other people portray publicly. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think every relationship goes through messy seasons and I think there's beauty in that. And, um, so that's kind of a soapbox moment, but I think both of us becoming the people that we are today and the people that were ready to get married and commit to each other for life, that journey was messy. And there was a lot of ups and downs. There was a lot of heartbreak. There was a lot of dying to ourselves. 
Um, and that's the stuff that you don't necessarily see on the highlight reel. You don't see on Instagram yeah. that really hard internal work. Um, but it's super important and it's very, very prevalent, you know, like that has to happen. Um, and so I think both of us went through that, mm-hmm. you know, in our own ways to get to where we are now. And we just happened to do that really young. I think some people do that in their twenties and we just happen to have to do that a little bit younger because we did fall in love so quickly, so early on. Would you agree? Yeah. I, I, and I think for, for me personally, um, the, the process of growing in maturity in our relationship very much mirrored the process of growing in maturity for me as a follower of Jesus. The two um, sort of happened simultaneously. In -hmm. fact, like, I think mine and Aaron's first date was a week after I had one of the most significant moments in my life of faith in that it was like a week after I ver the first time I ever shared my testimony in front of a group of people. Wow. I spoke in front of a group of people for the first time, which, which is now what you do. Spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. ended up being a large part of the calling God has put in my life. Um, and so that was like that, the process of me taking personal ownership over my faith throughout college and early adulthood. Um, and that process included uh, reckoning with some of the the shadow sides of myself and sin patterns in my life, reckoning with my own selfishness and my own self-centeredness by, as you said, dying to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All of those things were things that I not only needed to do in our relationship, but I needed to do just in my own mind and heart between me and God. And so it was interesting to, for those two things to be happening um, at such an intense level for me simultaneously at the same time and watching um, specifically the times where one would inform the other. It was sometimes really helpful that my spiritual development and our romantic development were happening at the same time and same pace. But then there were times where it was not so great because I would have times where I would realize, oh, I'm really only growing in this certain area because of her. It's not actually a a growth in faith, you Mm. know, or this is an area in which I am extremely devoted to God, but I'm not devoting myself uh, even in a fraction or in even as a reflection uh, towards her. So that was for, that's what it was for me. It was like these two, the two most major relationships in my life were developing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably so much easier if you do those separately, if you Mm -hmm. mature in faith and sort of become a person a follower of Jesus and mm-hmm. you mature in that avenue of your life and then you're able to find the person you're going to be with yeah. and then you come into that relationship fully matured and ready for that type of relationship and that just wasn't our reality and I'll say well final thing um this is <laughs> we're talkers being, this can you is tell being long-winded. <laughs> I love it but I'll say um one one thing I've said for a really long time is there there is not another person who has shown me what the grace of God looks like, like you have, because in the process of growing spiritually, you're going to fall, you're going to screw up, you're going to stumble, you're going to do stupid stuff. And I did a lot of stupid stuff. 
And to a certain extent, you don't really feel or often reckon how that breaks God's heart. Mm. But when you are breaking another person's heart, which I did to you many, many times, that first of all was very painful, obviously for you, but for me to see the damage I was causing in your heart and in your life, but also to see the way that you found it somehow within yourself to show grace every time and to, to be patient and to see that there was more in me gave me a glimpse of like, oh, that, that's precisely what God does with us every single day is he mm-hmm. deals with the fact that we ha- constantly turn our attention and devotion away from him and onto other things, but he gives grace and grace and more grace. So yeah, that's the final thing I'll say. <laughs> well, I, I want to follow up podcast, that. <laughs> no, I actually want to ask you, Aaron, because I think that that is incredible first of all that you are able that you were able to to do that and be that light to him but how because i think that there's a fine line right between a girl and i'm i'm saying this because i'm imagining some of the girls that i mentor there's a fine line between the girl giving too much grace right where they become um i don't know what the phrase would be but and then there's, you know, being like Christ and showing the the healthy amount of grace. So I, I just want you to kind of paint the picture for the girl who needs to draw a boundary or doesn't, right? Yeah. What does it look like? What are the practical things that are happening in that mm-hmm. season whenever you're going through that part of a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it's tough. It's hard for me to even... Mm-hmm you know, try to explain, um, because I think a lot of it was God giving me the grace to extend to John. Um, but I think a big part of it was me understanding my worth and Mm. who I was in God's image and what I deserved as a daughter of him. And that's something, you know, we've talked about a lot, John and I, and just like, where did you get that? Like, where did you understand your worth? Why, why did you act in this certain way? And I don't necessarily know. And it's something that I hope to, you know, give to my daughter someday, but I just had this inherent, like, I don't deserve this. I do deserve this. Yeah. And I just had this like sort of gut feeling about that. And that's, I'm, I'm very much driven by my gut. I, I, I feel a lot of the times that my gut leads me, you know, one way or another, but there were certain times where I'm like, I don't deserve this. This is not what I deserve. And Mm -hmm. communicating that clearly to John and, and saying, you know, if, if you want to be the person that I give my heart to, if you want to be the person that I share my life with, this is not something I was, I will stand for. Um, and you know, of course, extending grace because all of us, you know, are sinners and all of us make mistakes and we all have our hard times and our struggles, but I really think it comes down to knowing what you're worth and then not sacrificing that worth. Yes. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean never giving forgiveness. That doesn't mean never extending grace when needed. But I think that foundation of, I won't be treated this way. I won't accept this. I won't accept that is so important. And I do think something that young girls today have a hard time understanding or grasping their grace or their worth and, and being able to know that and then extend the grace from there. 
Um, yes. I do think that's, that's very hard, but I, I don't know. I think it's, you know, read, <laughs> read the Bible, understand what God says about you, understand that, you know, God desires these things and also understanding that relationships are messy. It's like holding two things in each palm and, and knowing that it's a balancing act. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think really having that worth and knowing, knowing what you want, being able to articulate that, which is something I didn't necessarily do very well in our dating relationship, but knowing your worth and being able to communicate what you want and communicating what's not working for you is, mm -hmm. is super important. Yeah. That might've been a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but <laughs> no, that's actually exactly what kind of path I was hoping you would go down because that is so true to what I kind of had to do with Justin. And, um, it was for me, it was very much like almost a fake, like I knew my worth, but it was a fake bravery when I would have that communication with him. Right. So I would be like, this is what I do deserve. And this is what I don't deserve. And if you don't step up, then don't waste my time. But in the back of my mind, I was like, please don't, please don't, like, please stay, please stay. I really, I really like you. I really like you. But on, you know, to him, I was like, eh, eh, you better not waste my time. But in the, on the inside, I was like, please stay, please stay, please stay. So I'm glad you said that because even though, you know, I, I was still in that balancing act where I wanted to believe what I was saying. And eventually I did, but I had to say it anyway. And I think mm -hmm. that made the difference for me. Um, John, yeah. you said something about developing um, and sometimes it being for her rather than for God and you kind of having to distinguish that. And I've, I've seen that play out in a lot of um, relationships. So how do you distinguish or, or recognize whenever you're trying to become someone for someone else? Yeah. And, well, and for the Lord. yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's a constant reckoning that I have in my life just with a new, um, distraction or new idol on the other end. Mm. What I mean by that is there were times in our dating relationship where I was absolutely just like deeply entrenched in my relationship with God, growing in my understanding of God and my understanding of scripture, in my personal devotion time, in my intimacy with Jesus, all of it, like check, 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 check. But the reality was I was more concerned with becoming a better man for her and God was just my means to do that. Mm. Now there's there and there's no, I I caution there because I don't think there's necessarily I, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's like yes, part of the part of what God wants to do in our lives is transform us and make us the best version of ourselves and who He designed us to be. But the problem came is that in that God God in a relationship with Him was my means to getting back together with her or being better for her rather than our relationship is one of the ways that I experience God's goodness and grace mm -hmm. in a relationship with him. You know, it's right. like I put, I put God as the way to get there rather than this is the way for me to get greater access to God, which ultimately that's what marriage is meant to be a reflection of the unity of Christ in the church. Um, and so 
but that that continues to happen in so many other areas of my life. Like we've talked about it, Ainsley, with mm-hmm. being a speaker and going to conferences and having to pour out content. Yeah. Pretty soon your devotion and your relationship with God is only a means to create content mm-hmm. to get followers and to grow your own platform. Yep. Yeah. And and so I think part of the responsibility of being a Christ follower is to hold ourselves in check and to hold ourselves accountable to making sure that God is the end of the whole thing. God mm, is yeah. the center of the whole thing, not a means to some other end. Hey, if you have enjoyed Wild Confidence podcast so far, I have something even better. We have launched a Patreon where you can get bonus content, Enneagram extras, and exclusive live Q&As. Head to patreon.com forward slash wildconfidence to join us and support the podcast so we can continue. So as y'all were individually kind of working towards maturing in your relationship with the Lord, what were some like practical things that you did that helped you discover your self-worth or find your confidence in Christ? That's a good question. (laughs) These are great questions. Um, So I I think, I think for me, um, a practical thing that I did that I was not conscious of, um, and I take no credit for, was I had a handful of very... You're going to steal my answer. Okay, go ahead. What'd you say? No, go, go. I was going to say, I had a handful of um, really great examples of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, both people I knew and had relationships personally um, who were, um, I don't, I don't like using the word like mentor for this person because that's something we've always sort of like avoided because we have a extremely organic relationship and to put, we've always felt like putting that label on it for us has made it like a, let's sign this contract, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I had a few people like that who I knew personally, but then I also had, um, people who I didn't know who were authors or who were pastors or online digital voices that I listened to so consistently, um, that had a massive impact on, on my growth and my spiritual development. Um, and so, yeah, I think just part of it was like saturating myself in the voices and presence of wise people mm-hmm. um, was probably has probably been one of the greatest catalysts for my spiritual growth and probably was the greatest catalyst at that time. Yeah, I agree 100%. That was sort of along the lines of what I was going to say. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But I think especially as women, as young women, um, and especially when it comes to boys and boyfriends and fiancés and husbands, you can either surround yourself with really um, sort of toxic voices or you can surround yourself with really healthy voices wisdom filled voices. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I've had, I had so many friends that when John and I broke up, it was like, Oh my gosh, he's terrible. You're never getting back with him. Let's listen to Taylor Swift's never getting back together song. Like we're going to yeah. have a breakup CD, all sorts of things, which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But then I also had a handful of very wisdom filled voices that 
that we're saying, okay, John's not the man you want to be with right now. Um, is that, you know, could he be someday? Could mm-hmm. he grow into a man that is worthy of your love and is worthy of, of your, being your husband? And I think those were really important voices in that time because we did have a, a season where we broke up and I thought I'm never, ever going to get back together with him. This was a season of my life. Like this is not my husband. Right. And then surprise, you know, three months later we got back together and, and he is my <laughs> husband, you know? So I, I don't know that I can articulate this very wisely, but I think especially as women, it's so easy to surround yourself with girls who are in your corner, who are bashing this man down or, you know, he's, he's not worthy of you, things like that. Um, and I, I would just like caution you to be careful of that because I said all of those things and guess who I'm married to now, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. you grew and became a different person and someone worthy of, of being, you know, with me and, and my love and, and sharing a life with. So there's like a lot of, everyone has advice for how to deal with a relationship, but really what do they say about advice? It's really just you talking to your former mm-hmm. self. And it's also, I, I think I got a lot of worldly advice. Now I, I don't really love the term like of this world, but I did. I, mm-hmm. I got a lot of worldly advice. I got a lot of advice from people who have been through breakups and, and things like that. And, and sure it helped at the time, but I think what really helped long-term and, and contributed to my healing process was that wisdom filled Mm -hmm. advice for lack of a better term, that wisdom filled, you know, like this is who you are. This is what, what you are worthy of. You know, John is not a terrible person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, he maybe has made a few mistakes, but I, I think that was actually more productive in the long run. Wow. Yeah. And I, I think, um, since we're, we're sort of, also talking about practical things that were helpful in growing our relationship as well. Um, I think, I think to, to name it, to name an actual actionable thing that I don't think enough people do, whether they're in high school and dating, whether they're in college, whether they're, you know, in their thirties and dating is inviting other people into their relationship Mm -hmm. in terms of the conversation around it. Yep. Um, Mm. And, and not being afraid to invite those people into the hard parts too. Yeah. You know, like we struggle with this. We fight about this. We, mm-hmm. you know, we're very irritable about this. Like, I think those are important things to invite people into, even though it doesn't feel very good to say, yeah. hi, we're struggling in this portion of our relationship. Like that's so important. Yeah. We like vent, we either like don't talk to anyone or we vent to everyone rather <laughs> than actually opening up and sharing Mm -hmm. and seeking wisdom and guidance from a few wise people. Yep. That is so true. That is so real and so true. I love that you said that. Um, because I I would, I would definitely agree in having it's it's what, what you just said, venting to everyone or telling no one like, or the best alternative, right. Is to have an older couple that can guide you through these situations, whether that's your own family, friends, church, mentors, whatever, or not mentors, whatever label you want to put on it. If, you, <laughs> or if you're not into labels, that's, that's cool. my own personal baggage. Don't let me put baggage <laughs> on you. That's my own issues. But I love that. And I love that you said that because I do think that, and I actually wrote about this recently, but it's almost like there's a stigma with Christians in relationships and just in their lives is that you're allowed to mess up once, but then once you're finding once you found the Lord, you're never allowed to mess up again. You're never allowed to not be okay again. And that 
just creates this judgment and this um, toxicity in the church that just breaks my heart because the more authentic we are, the less people will put us on pedestals. Um, Mm -hmm. And the more we're able to share each other's burdens and not feel like it's so heavy and just actually love how the, how Jesus did like what that's, that's what I'm looking for up in here. Okay. Also something that John says is like, is there anything more comforting than a leader with a limp? Somebody Mm. that's been through something that you can look at that leader. Yeah. You said leader with a limp and I love it because it's so true. There's nothing more comforting than sitting in an audience and hearing about somebody on stage and things that they've been through. And you can say me too, you know, like there's, I just think it, it gets so dangerous when we put, like you said, leaders on a pedestal, like there's we're all human. We're all sinful human beings. Like, (laughs) I just think it's so comforting to be like, hi, we all mess up and that's okay. And how are we going to get better? But yeah, I agree. That is so good. I'm like, I'm just so pumped for everyone to hear this. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to wrap it up out of respect for y'all's time. And um, also apologies. Buckets is now about 10 inches from the microphone and panting like an animal and so you will probably hear I, licking don't let him if lick. you if you listen to our podcast you know that every time we bring out the mic buckets tries to get himself involved in some way so this is for the course i love it buckets is always welcome always um okay well y'all two questions we have two last questions the first one being um where can our friends find you on the internet obviously the podcast where else in on Instagram? Yes. What are y'all's handles? Yes. Uh, so our podcast is the bear and the swan. Um, we have not posted an episode in <laughs> three and a half months. We usually post really co- probably quarterly, but um, Guys, we don't sorry. have a rhythm. It's, it's my fault. We don't it's have a rhythm. Fault. If you would like a more regular podcast, you can check out my podcast, the John cast, very different feel. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at John Jorgensen. And I'm at air Jorgen. Love it. J-O-R-G-E-N. Yes. And last but not least, how can we pray for y'all as a community? That's a good one. (laughs) Um, We've had a very tough year, just personally getting vulnerable with you guys. We've had a very, very tough year. There's a lot of personal stuff going on in our lives and obviously so much going on in the world. Um, so us trying to balance, you know, being gentle with ourselves while, while our personal worlds are sort of blown up and, Mm. you know, we're dealing with that and then also holding space for where the world is currently and just being sensitive to all of that. So, you know, I'll never not ask for prayer for that. Just our, our hearts and going through some really tough personal trials right now this year. Um, we know that obviously it's all it's all going to be fine and we're going to grow from it. We're going to learn from it. And God is teaching us and growing us and molding us through all of it. Um, so just, you know, reminding us of that on the hard days and, and being open and willing to talk about, you know, what we're learning this year is, is very important, but yeah, we've had quite a year. (laughs) Yeah. So absolutely. So community, you heard it now let's get to praying. (laughs) <laughs> because we are so thankful for y'all for sure. And um, yeah, I just want to thank y'all so much. I so appreciate this conversation. I appreciate y'all's friendship 
And I, I mean, I've seen what the Lord has done with y'all's lives and your stories from afar. Um, hopefully whenever we get to travel again, I will see it up close and come visit. I, I love can't that. wait for you to get to Chicago. I can't keep wait. telling you, I was hoping you were moving to Chicago. I, I know. Just come here and be our neighbor and best friend. I would love it. Me and Justin are coming. We are for sure coming as soon as we can travel again. Because we love Chicago. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.